Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burrigan campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Well, this story happens about uh, 600 years before Christmas. We've just had Christmas, the very first Christmas. We'll go back 600 years from that. So the story's really happening about 2,600 years ago. And boys and girls, this is a little bit of what was happening in the world 2,600 years ago. In the top uh, corner there, you can see the Mayan people in Mexico were building the structures that the tourists go to see now. The Phoenicians were the big sailors of the day. The Phoenicians uh, were just making their first sea journey around Africa. The Phoenicians are in the news today, but they're not called Phoenicians. It's the country of Lebanon. So uh, that's what was happening on the sea, and they were just beginning to build the Acropolis in Athens. Greece was just beginning its golden age. Its art was just beginning to uh, blossom, and also they introduced olives to Italy, which may affect your lunch today. So the Babylonians, as you saw in the video, they didn't necessarily annihilate everybody when they conquered somewhere. In fact, they liked to assimilate the best, the people who had the three B's. Know what the three B's are? Breeding, beauty, and brains. You had to have breeding, beauty, and brains. Uh, A lot of people would have been interested in these young men because they came breeding, they came from the royal family and the nobility. Beauty, they had no physical defects, they were handsome. Make steam come from under your collar. And brains, they showed an aptitude for every kind of learning. They were well informed and they were quick to understand. All of the young people that were marched off to Babylon were the best. And their prize, well, they got marched 1,400 kilometres away from everything they knew and everyone they knew. And then their names were changed. And then they went into a three year training program, as you saw, in the Babylonian culture, including the Babylonian religion. So it's obvious Daniel now is living in an alien culture and he's caught between two kingdoms. But for those of us who follow Jesus, so are we. Now you might be thinking, especially boys and girls, you might think, hang on a minute, how do you mean I'm caught between two kingdoms? Well, let me try and make it obvious by talking about something that you boys and girls know well, rules. Okay, if we look at rules, uh, I asked a very, very experienced educator to check up for me on some school Behavior, codes of behavior, school rules, and to send me three, uh, and they very kindly checked with p- teachers in the classroom now, and sent me three rules, and all we chose these rules because of something. Here they are. Uh, just, boys and girls, see if you can think why we chose these three. There's no running on the verandas or paved areas. Don't call out in class or distract other students who are trying to work. And obey the ICT code. Don't go playing computer games or worse on, uh, on the technology. Why, why might we have picked those three rules? It's not an easy answer, I know. Any, any idea? Well, let me help you. It's because they are the ones most often broken. They are the ones, the boys and girls, do you agree with that? That mostly you get into trouble for running, for calling out in class, and for maybe doing things you shouldn't be doing on the computer when the teacher thought you might be doing something other. Do only boys and girls break rules? Only boys and girls? Yes? No? 
<laughs> one little girl in the one little girl sitting next to her mum is going. <laughs> yes, grown-ups break rules too. What's just finished on our road? We've just finished having double demerits. Now, they have double demerits because all grown-ups obey the road rules all the time. That's why we have them, isn't it? No, of course not. Do you know in 2021, 4.87 million speeding fines were issued. In 2022, almost 313,000 people were caught using their phone in their car, by cameras that is, and the police caught about 50,000 more. We all break rules. But let's just go a little bit deeper into this. But drill down a bit. Have a look at this. Wet paint, keep off. If you see that sign, what are you irresistibly drawn to do? Yeah, touch it. Is it really wet? Being told you can't do something makes it irresistible. And um, actually, last week we had the most amazing Thanksgiving service. It's online. If you haven't watched it, I really strongly recommend you do wonderful stories of what God's been doing. And Alastair Bain did a wonderful job of introducing communion, and he told a story of something that happened on his fifth birthday back in Scotland. It was on my fifth birthday in Scotland that I went into the garage and I thought, I, I can't wait any longer. I've got to try this. Dad had said, don't you touch that boy. <laughs> well, that's just an invitation, isn't it? <laughs> the, the temptation was too great. I climbed up, got the can and tried it. I stood back a bit, and you wouldn't believe how good that felt. <laughs> yes, you wouldn't believe how good it felt. When I was a couple of years older, I was about seven, I was on a farm, and our sheepdog had puppies, but she'd had puppies under a building. And my dad said, stay out of the building, we're bringing the puppies out, you'll see them then. So I went straight in under the building. I got caught by my head with my face down in the sand. I couldn't breathe. I gave myself all sorts of psychological problems for some years after. Why? What is it in us? Well, Paul actually wrote about this in Romans. In the message version of Romans chapter 6, Paul says this, something deep within me gets the better of me every time. Daniel was between two kingdoms. We live between two kingdoms. Jesus' disciples lived between two kingdoms, but they really struggled, like we do, to get hold of that, to really understand that. Jesus had to keep stressing to them, his kingdom is the opposite of the kingdoms of this world. He said, the kings of this world rule it, they lord over their people. Officials flaunt their authority. But in my kingdom, whoever wants to be first must become your slave. I myself didn't come to be served, but to serve others and give my life as a ransom for many. Let me try and help you see more clearly how different these kingdoms are. In our culture, what happens if we have something against someone? Or what happens if we develop an enemy? Well, in my experience, people, if they have something against someone, you attack them online. You sue them. And if you have an enemy, do unto them before they do it to you. 
get even with them. At least ignore them. Jesus said in his kingdom, it's really different. Thanks, Ed. In his kingdom, if you have anything, anything against anyone, forgive. Now, it's the path of freedom, but it's not what our culture tells you to do. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. So see, you can't, somebody can't come to you and say, you know what, you and I are basically the same, you just do a bit of religious stuff on the side. That can't possibly be true. And as we're following Jesus together, our mission for this year, following Jesus together, many of you sitting in this room know only too well that it's not just the same as everybody else with a bit of religious activity. You know the pressure that comes when the drive for dollars confronts the kingdom values. You know what happens, the pressure you feel when the spin doctors or the powerful want you to smudge the truth for their benefit. I'm sure everyone in this room has a myriad of examples in their head of where you're pressured to cut corners, to live other than the kingdom values, and you would understand what Peterson says in his, in, I think, a marvellous introduction to the book of Daniel in the message translation. He says this, hardly a day goes by when we don't have to choose between compliance to what is expedient, boys and girls, that means doing what's easiest, and loyalty to our Lord. Hardly a day goes by when we we don't have to struggle with that choice, and Merle and I struggled with that big time. When Neil Adcock came to Perth, he had a long, successful radio ministry behind him in Adelaide on morning radio, secular radio station. He and Perth Baptist Church prayed for a long time God would open a door, and then he did for radio ministry in Perth on 6PR, which was owned by the TAB. (laughs) The only door that opened, and I followed him in to that, and we worked then for at least 15 years under the ownership of the TAB. Interesting place for Christians to find themselves. I remember one day, you've heard me tell this story, I'm sure, Merle came in holding the West and ashen-faced, and I thought, who has died? I said, honey, what's wrong? And she said, they've named a horse race after you. (laughs) I was upset that I got the Graham Mabry handicap, do you mind? It could have at least been the cup, surely to goodness. (laughs) I knew more about trifectas and quinellas and mystery bets than any other Baptist pastor in Australia, I'm absolutely certain. See, when Christians are making their way through this this challenge, sometimes we tend to go to one of two extremes, and they're both a bit freaky. We either separate or we assimilate. And so neither of those has, one lot tends to produce bizarre results, and the other one tends to reduce, produce sorry, beige results. You're so assimilated, you nobody could pick you anymore. Thank God for Daniel's third choice. Daniel says, now, sometimes, it's right to, sometimes it's right to separate, sometimes it's correct to assimilate, sometimes it's a combination, but it's always God's way to permeate. It's always his way to permeate. It's how you can be a believer without being beige or without being bizarre. You see, it's naturally supernatural following Jesus. To permeate, you live distinctly, but you stay engaged. 
You're in the world, but not of it, the old King James used to say. The salt is in the meat, but it has to stay salty. Timothy Keller, in his book on Proverbs, points out that a key aspect of wisdom is the Hebrew word bina, and it's, and it's sorry, it means insight. Insight. It's the ability to see shades of difference where other people see only two options, or a blur, just a binary two, usually. And Daniel is absolutely stunning. Do you know young adults that are here today? He was probably about 17 years old. So he's your age or younger. He's marched 1,400 kilometres away from everything he knows, and yet he is able to, to wisely choose his battles. He doesn't fight on everything. When they changed his name, he didn't object. But do you know what? His name, Daniel, was related directly to God, and his name that they gave him, Belteshazzar, is related directly to the chief god of the Babylonians. But he doesn't object. He doesn't object to learning their culture and their arts and their religion and some good science. It was the foundations of modern astronomy was going on then. But he doesn't object. He goes with both of those things. And then his line in the sand comes up over food. But when it does, he doesn't organise a hunger strike. He doesn't get 50 other slaves with him and have demonstrations in the street. He goes to the chief official and he makes a courteous request and he fully empathises with the official's position. Yeah, I get it. If this doesn't work, you lose your head. And he makes room for that official to be able to agree. And I think all of that is because of where his wisdom was coming from. James tells us this, the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle, reasonable, willing to yield, full of compassion, no self-righteous hypocrisy or self-serving guile. Now, the video that you watched suggested that Daniel says no to the food because it was offered to idols. And no doubt, that's part of the reason. Problem is, so was the food that he ate. <laughs> all, the modern scholars tell us, all Babylonian food was offered to idols. And then the king's portion came out of that. I think we get closer to the real reason that Daniel made this his line in the sand from the word that the scripture uses to, des to describe it. It says, Daniel determined, Daniel resolved not to defile himself. Now that word actually means anything that damages your relationship to God. So Daniel is saying, this damages my relationship to God in a way that I can't, that's a I can't step over this line. The central thing in my life is my relationship to God. I'm in an alien culture like we are. If I don't constantly hear from my father, my lifeline is gone. If it damages my lifeline, it has to go out of my life. Same for us. When Paul wrote to the Philippians, he said to them, as your love for Christ grows in your heart, so does your depth of insight. To find the shades of meaning, to find the way forward, to take step by step with Jesus, your relationship to him has to become deeper and richer and fuller. And man, isn't that hard. Preparing for this has challenged me personally deeply. It is the most challenging thing to, to do what Daniel did. 
and say, this is the cornerstone of my life. But let me ask you this. How different will 2024 be in your family, in your life, in our life together, on all our campuses? How different will it be if we dare to follow God in this? What if you left today saying, and boys and girls, you too, if there's something in my life that's damaging my relationship to my loving Heavenly Father, I'm going to take it out of my life. If it damages my relationship, it has to go. Now, there'll be different things, different strokes for different folks. There'll be different things. I read a little pamphlet soon after we went into ministry with homeless young people. Very helpful. It said, others may, you may not. And I find, for example, there's movies. Sometimes I go to a movie and love it. One of my Christian friends will think, oh, I just don't think he wants me to go to that. And that's fine because they're maintaining their relationship to the Father. If you will do this, you have no idea, Merle and I can tell you for over 30 years, you've got no idea of the adventure that's waiting for you. Some of you today, though, just before we conclude, may be saying, yeah, hang on, I stepped out to follow Jesus, Christ, but everything has gone pear-shaped. Everything has gone south in a big way. I think all is lost. And if if there's anyone in the room today, you've been on my heart all week, if that's you, if you're thinking, yeah, well, I try. Here's a, here's a word from Scripture. Faithful and absolutely trustworthy is he who is calling you, and he will fulfill his call by making you holy, guarding you, watching over you, and protecting you as his own. See, the capture of the Hebrews, as you saw on that video, it speaks to this. Did you notice on the video it says not only were the Hebrews taken away, but some of the items from the temple were taken off too and they were placed in the temple of, of Nebuchadnezzar's God. Well, back in those days, if that happened, it meant one thing. Either God has abandoned Israel or God has been defeated by the Babylonian gods. But neither of those things were true. The phrases in Daniel chapter 1 in Scripture make it really clear this is not the case. The Lord delivered the articles from the temple. But Nebuchadnezzar only had them because God let him have them. God caused the official to show favour and compassion to Daniel. Daniel and his friends were ten times better because God gave them knowledge and understanding. In the midst of an apparent disaster, God was working his practice. And if you're sitting in here this morning thinking it's all gone south, God is working his purpose. Sorry. God is working his purpose. God strategically placed Daniel. He strategically placed Joseph with all that happened to him, sold as a slave, accused of a crime he didn't commit, all the stuff that happened. It was God strategically placing and shaping him. God strategically placed Esther, a woman in a male-dominated society who delivers her entire nation because God called her into the kingdom for a time such as this. The theme of Daniel and the theme of our series is this. God is the Lord of history, no matter how challenging history appears. No matter how challenging, he is still Lord. And Jesus knows how challenging history can appear. How much hope, joy, faith do you think there was Good Friday night? The life giver has been taken from the cross and put in a tomb dead. It was Friday, but Sunday was coming.
God was more than any other time in human history. God was working his purpose at that moment, strategically placing his son, the son strategically placing himself so we could all become daughters and sons. What if you being here this morning, whatever reason you think you can, what if you being here is part of his strategic placement for you? Here's a verse from Scripture for you. God plays no favourites. Peter said this to Cornelius. God plays no favourites. It makes no difference who you are or where you're from. If you want God and you're ready to do as he says, the door is open. Are you ready? Last week, again, Alexis gave an amazing story of God's work in her life. And she said a phrase that really jumped out at me. This is a very brief clip but she says something, I think, really significant that we'll conclude with. When you come to serve God and come to serve Jesus, it's, it's not about you coming before him being in the perfect stance. It's more about the heart and, like, why you're doing it. Um, and I've loved all of it. It's like it's, it's like it's a huge privilege to be able to, like, serve in, in, a, wider, in a wider family, if that, if that makes sense makes complete sense but it's all about the heart what's happening in your heart boys and girls you you get this stuff much better than us adults that's why Jesus said the kingdom belongs to you what's he saying to you young adults Daniel was 17 seniors we're meant to flourish in the courts of the Lord stay green and fruitful what's he saying to you tune into your heart and let me give you something to do in just a couple of moments of quietness Something that kind of came to me through the week as I've prepared. There's no point hearing if you don't act. It's like looking at yourself in a mirror and then forgetting what you looked like. Act, ask the Lord. Then do what Daniel, then check. Check with the wise, check first of all with scripture. Then check with other wise people that share your journey that you trust. People who operate out of their gifts and not their need. And then test it. Ask, check, test. Quick story. One of our sons was at a point in, one, in a university course where he had to go to a session and for two hours they were going to be shown material that as a Christian he didn't want to look at. He went to his lecturer and said, look, as a Christian I don't want to look at this stuff. Uh, and uh, he was told if you don't, you don't get the grade and if you don't get the grade, you don't get the degree. So he sat somewhere asking God, Lord, what do I do about this? And an idea came to him. So well, hang on, it's a huge auditorium they're going to show this stuff in. I'm very short-sighted, so I'll sit right at the back and take my specs off. And then it'll just be a blur. But I'm still there. So then he came home and shared it with Merlin. I said, what, what, Mum and Dad, what do you think about this? Did, would this be? And we prayed, and we thought, you know what? Permeate. In this case, I think this is wise. And he did. And then we tested when he came home, he said, how, how did that go? And he said, you know what? It was just a blur and I was happily eating chips. And, and, uh, but he said, within 10 minutes, I became aware of the power of the spiritual force that was behind that stuff. And God taught him that. That's how he learned it. There's a spiritual force tied up here. What is he saying in your heart? If we could have some music, that'd be great. And I want to just give you a couple of unhurried moments just to be with God. Let's pray together.
My prayer all week has been not, it has been, of course, that we enjoy family time together. And boys and girls, I hope you've been able to follow this. I hope it's made sense to you. But I know God has a plan for your life. Ask him now if there's anything specific he wants to talk to you about. And then you can check it with mum and dad, MPK leaders that you know. Young adults, you're our driving force. This society says that really, what was it that Nick told us the other week? The greatest hope young people have, according to recent research, is that things won't get any worse. Well, Christ has an amazing plan for your life. And like Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, whether it's through a furnace, he'll go with you. And you'll, but what's he asking you to do now? Seniors, we're not in God's waiting room. Well, if we are, everybody is. But age appropriately, bring what you bring as a senior person with that experience and years of walking with Jesus and put wind beneath the wings of others by your prayers, by being available to them, by killing off the grumpy old person syndrome in the name of Jesus, get rid of it. Fresh and green, flourishing in God's courts. He did it through a Hebrew boy who was a teenager thousands of kilometers from everything he knew and Jesus hadn't come then he has now and he's here Holy Spirit speak to us especially pray for those that have been really they have followed you but they followed you into the wilderness into the tough times I know next week we'll, men will really speak to this. But right now, Lord Jesus, would you breathe your encouragement and your life and your healing and your strength and say in the midst of, it may be Friday, but Sunday's coming. Amen. Amen. If something's happening in your heart, check it with people you love and test it. And God bless you. Thanks for being with us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.